0: Hey, hello, and what's up, y'all? You're listening to the Cultivated Vegan Podcast, Season 2, Episode 2. In today's episode, I am discussing three things I wish someone had told me before I became vegan. Let's dive in. Welcome to the Cultivated Vegan Podcast, where healthy is more than just how much you weigh and what size you wear. I am your host, Sharonda Berry, here to teach you to redefine your idea of health by viewing this from a holistic perspective. I do this by cultivating what I consider to be the six seeds of holistic health, faith, Food, fitness, family, finances, and fun. So if you're ready to free yourself from those toxic attachments and unhealthy habits, let's dive in. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the podcast, guys. As you may have learned from the intro, today I'm going to discuss three things that I wish I'd known before I had gone vegan. I wish somebody had told me, okay? Now these things would not I don't think they would have changed my mind about veganism however I feel that it would have made my journey a bit easier and as you as we know hindsight is 2020 and that's why I like to do episodes like this because I want to help make your transition or your decision easier and if you missed last week's episode go back and listen to the three common mistakes that new vegans make All right, quick synopsis for those of you who don't know my vegan journey. um, It was brought on because of my health. And for the most part, it was, you know, I became vegan kind of by accident. I was sick. I was eliminating things from my diet. I was researching. Some things were eliminated because of common knowledge and some things were eliminated strictly out of desperation. I felt it would help me feel better. If If I thought it would help me feel better, I got rid of it. This elimination process led me into vegetarianism. And then I was just a happy vegetarian just going about my life, I stumbled across a couple articles online one night that linked dairy to cancer, and then I went down a rabbit hole more studying, more studying, more researches, documentaries later. I said, I have to give up this dairy. And then up until then, I was happy. I was looking good. I was feeling good. I wasn't eating much dairy at all, but still, it was helpful because I could socialize. I could eat at restaurants like everyone else the few times that I did go out. Life was good. Life was good. (laughs) That night, I decided to eliminate dairy from my diet hesitantly and reluctantly. And the next day, I realized, oh my goodness, I am lost. Everything that I know about cooking. Well, not everything I know. I was say about 99.9999% of the things I knew about cooking had to be thrown out of the window. The first thing I wish I had known before going vegan is that there are black vegans out there. Mm-hmm. I automatically stereotyped my own culture and along with others, I'm sure, because I felt or I thought veganism was for white people, for the rich people, for the wealthy people, for the privileged, for the eccentric, for those weird people. You know what I'm saying? For the most um, part, a lot of the recipes I was coming across online that were plant-based, you know, they weren't but I don't think I ran across anybody that was African American that I can recall of because I was looking um online at blogs and things and so what happened was I'd find a recipe I like. If a person had a social media page, I'd follow them, then I look to see who they were following look at their page, then I'd start following them until my feed was full of a lot of people who didn't look like me. I was getting the information I needed from them, but I felt like I really truly couldn't relate to them. I never had a lot of the foods, you know, and so I was just thinking I pretty much had to give up everything that I know being a black Southern girl from the South, right? A black girl from the South. I had to give all of that up. Then I came across Okay, the Lord blessed me. <laughs> she, he brought Monique into my life. I, I came across a podcast called The Brown Vegan. And she was approaching veganism from a practical standpoint, which I hadn't had from all of these other uh, people that I was following. And I respected her for that. And then on top of all of that, her guests were black. And I was like, what? So I did the same process. I started following her guests. And then I looked to see who they were following. And then I started following them. And lo and behold, hello, the black vegans of Instagram. It's a community. It's a thing, (laughs) y'all. And now... The recipes became relatable, man. I understood these people. Welcome back Southern macaroni and cheese, collard greens, lentil loaf, sweet potato pie, et cetera, et cetera. Don't get me wrong, I still love a grain bowl. I love my quinoa, my lentils, my farro, my frika as much as the next. But I'm more I was more than happy to find a Salisbury steak recipe that was made from oatmeal, believe it or not, that I could smother in gravy and eat over rice with a side of mustard greens, cornbread, and sweet potatoes. You feel me? You feel me? I know y'all think vegans don't eat no food. I know you think we just out here eating lettuce, but your girl is eating over here. And so my life Man, let me tell you. When I found the Black Vegans of Instagram, it was ha- I was happy, I was happy, so research and find a community that you can relate to it would help your journey, and as always, the principles that I talk about in veganism can just be applied to life in general. When I decided to to launch out into the entrepreneurial space, I had to find the community. Not that my friends are are not out here killing it in their respected respected fields, they work nine to five so And although some of them show me a lot of support, most of them can't figure out why I'd even think about quitting my job, why I even want to jeopardize my dream job, you know, what I'm doing, or why would I even... Why am I even trying to be the boss or be concerned about my income or be responsible for my income when I could just work and draw a check? They, you know, a lot of people don't understand that. And like I say, I I have a strong friend circle. Go to the Cultivated Vegan on Instagram and Facebook. We're studying, I mean, not we're studying, we're celebrating Nurses Week. Right now. And every day I have highlighted a new nurse. Right. And they're out here killing it. We have nurse practitioners. We have nurses with master's degrees who are overseeing entire departments. We have nurses with 40 years of experiences. We have we I have a circle that's killing the game. So I got some heavy hitters around me, but they're still, you know, some of some of my people are like, "What what are you doing over here? Why are you adding all this unnecessary stress upon yourself for something that may not work? Why don't you just rest?" And so I had to find people who thought like me, who had different visions and different perspectives, different mindsets, who wouldn't already to add to the doubt, who would not add to the doubt that already comes with entre- entrepreneurship. The second thing I wish I had known going vegan is that there would be ridicule. You heard me. Ridicule. I was the butt of so many jokes, man. Now, I know most of it, or at least I guess most of it was in good spirits, but I remember my lunch used to be the topic of discussion every day, so much so that I would take my lunch break, and then when I go back to my patients, they'd be asking me about my carrot dog and my spinach muffins and my kale chips and my blue juice. Mind you, the patients aren't in the break room and I didn't tell them what I brought for my lunch. So there are people in the facility looking at my lunch, questioning me about my lunch, then going back and telling the patients what I'm eating. And now I'm out here, you know, having to defend everything that I'm eating most of the times. I just used it as a teachable moment, showing them pictures of my food. I kind of explained to them the reason behind the choices I was making. But, man, did it get exhausting. Sometimes I'd just go and eat in my car. I remember <laughs> one time I had to defend a juice that I was drinking, right, I, I they, after the co-worker asked me what was in it. And I, and I can't remember the exact ingredients of this particular juice because it was so many years ago but i do know my juices are pretty simple apples oranges pineapples kale spinach ginger lemon turmeric you know it's nothing outrageous and they looked at me with all sincerity and they were like "Mm, i could never eat that mess right now mind you why are they looking at me and telling me i could never eat that mess you a good one they are injecting insulin. Into their abdomen while we're having this discussion I wanted to say so bad okay so you'd really rather prick your fingers two or three times a day to check your blood sugar sugar and then stick yourself with a needle in your stomach several times a day than to drink some juice that's made from fruit Make it make sense people at least I know what's in my juice because I'm the one who made it you asked me what was in it I just told you what's in your insulin? What what is that? <laughs> but that's what happens when you're different, when you're targeted, when you refuse to conform to the norm, when your ideology doesn't align with everybody else. It, you know, even if it's a better choice for you, even if it's a, if it's a healthier option for you, sometimes you're going to be met with ridicule. I'll even go farther to say. That most of the time, when you're trying to choose better for yourself, it's going to make a lot of people uncomfortable. Sometimes it's going to remind them that they can do better and they choose not to. Some people won't like your greatness because they haven't found their own. Some people don't want to see your light shine because they can't turn on their own light switch, right? Now, I'm not here standing on a soapbox saying, my veganism, child, it intimidated everybody around me. (laughs) not what I'm saying. But I will say that there will be people who are watching you along your journey and they're going to see your potential. And once you start walking in it, they're going to be intimidated. It's going to make them uncomfortable. So they're going to try to make you uncomfortable. And as I said earlier, you know, this can be applied to real life. I'm talking about veganism right there, but take that and apply it to your real life. Do not let anyone intimidate you out of your calling, out of your destiny, out of your future. Yourself ignore the sly comments, the slick disses, and even the jokes when they see you writing, when they see you journaling, designing, whatever it may be. When your conversations begin to change, when you no longer want to gossip, you know, I remember. The specific day and incident when my conversation at work changed, I was sitting at the nurse station and one of the common things that used to take place is the, the staff would come up and congregate and they would talk about the coworker who's not there or the coworker who's late for lunch or the one who is on the phone or in the bathroom, you can't find them or the boss and how they're being unfair. They talk about the patients. And this particular day, you know, I, my mindset was changing and I was just tired of it and I was over it. And when that coworker came up there, and leaned on the desk i was like listen if it's gossip i don't want to hear it if you're talking about the manager i don't want to hear it if it's about a patient or co-worker i don't want to hear it if you need me to do something i got you and they were so appalled and so angry and so upset with me i remember the look on their face and i'm sure they went off and talked about me with somebody else but i was done with it i'm like this is not getting me anywhere in life it's not serving me and my conversation changed from that moment on when you when you don't have free time anymore, when your moods start to look different, you know, there there are gonna be some ridicule. Remember this. I'm thinking back to my lunch. When you sit down at the lunch table, now I'm talking about the table of life and your plate looks different from everybody else. Girl, eat your food. <laughs> Okay, because everyone while everybody else at the table is eating junk that is ultimately going to bring sickness and disease, you're you're consuming nourishment. That's ultimately going to bring about health and wellness. (laughs) Did you hear that? (laughs) Let me say that again. I don't even know if I can repeat that when you're sitting at the lunch table of life and your plate looks different from the next person. Just eat your food. Okay, because while everyone else is eating junk, that's going to ultimately bring about sickness and disease. You're consuming food or nourishment that's going to bring about health and wealth. Come on here. (laughs) I'm channeling my inner coach here. Everybody won't understand your ongoing process, but they won't be able to ignore the finished product. Okay, write, write that down. Get a pen, write it down, take a picture of it, and then text it to somebody. Everyone, everyone won't understand the ongoing process, but they won't be able to ignore the finished product. Okay, and the third and final thing I wish I had known before going vegan, that it would be so darn inconveniencing. Now, again, a lot of this is due because due to my location where I live, I do not live in an area where veganism is popular. In fact, it's it's unheard of. It is 2021, and there are people who still do not know what veganism is. At the last event I was at, I had two people come to me. One say, "Oh, I have a so-and-so so-and-so who's vegan, but they only eat chicken and fish." And then I had someone else say, oh, well, I I have a so-and-so, so-and-so who's vegan and they only eat fish and shrimp. You know, I just nod and smile, but that's not vegan. That's not, if you only eat seafood, you're pescatarian. That's not vegan. If you only eat fowl, I don't don't know, then you're fowl. I don't know. I don't know what it's called when you only eat birds and turkey and what, but you're not vegan. Vegans do not consume animal products of any type. Okay, no meat, no chicken, no fish. I know people don't consider seafood meat. If it lives, if it swims, if it breathes, if it gives birth, if it does any of the things, vegans don't eat it. Alright, so there's a drastic lack of knowledge in, in my community or in my area on the topic, so there are zero vegan options at restaurants. I can't even order the sides because I live in the south and the greens are made with meat and the peas are made with meat and the beans have meat in them and I can't eat the rice because it's going to be smothered in butter. I can't eat the potatoes because they're going to have milk in them and by the time I order a salad and remove the cheese and remove the meat, you know, remove the croutons, and most of the dressings are just ranching and, and Italian. I don't eat Italian dressing. I don't have anything left. I can't eat Caesar dressing. I can't eat ranch dressing. I have no options. So I have to keep my refrigerator stocked. I have to eat before social events. I have to carry my own food. Uh, many of the things I talked about in the last episode. I have to call ahead or, you know check menus, all of those things. But guess what? Most of the things in life that are of value are inconveniencing. As I record this, it's Mother's Day. How many of my mothers, um, happy Mother's Day to everyone who's listening to this, first of all, but how many of us mothers raise your hand if you think motherhood, just be honest, is a bit inconveniencing, to say the least. When, when your baby won't sleep through the night, when you're trying to get out the door because you're late and they throw up on you, you have to turn around and go back and change, when you're out in public and you realize you forgot the bottle, so you got to leave because they're hungry, or you're out at an event and they get fussy and you still have to leave, when they're sick and then you have to call in to work right? You're at work and they get sick and you have to go (laughs) pick them up from school when you have to miss an event because you don't have a babysitter. Some people would consider that inconveniencing. But how many of us know, despite all of these inconveniencing things, that motherhood is one of the most rewarding experiences that you could ever do in life? How many of you would choose, as inconveniencing as it is, you would choose to have your child again, I know I would. Over and over and over and over again, I would choose my child. Each time I look at my son, I don't think about the inconvenience and the long nights and all of that. I think of my love for him. I would literally lay down my life for my son, and I feel most mothers would do the same. Entrepreneurship is inconveniencing. I keep going back to entrepreneurship because it's, you know, it's what I'm currently going through, but entrepreneurship is inconveniencing. There are long nights of working when I'd rather be resting, when I'd rather be watching TV, when I'd rather, rather be scrolling on social media, there are money for classes and services and, and coaching and teaching that I'd rather spend on other things. There are times when I have to say no, when people ask me out because I have to record podcasts, I have to create content. I can't answer some calls sometimes because I'm in class. Some people would say, oh, that's too much. But guess what? For me, it's a bigger picture. I have an end goal that will prove that not only is all of this worth it, but it was necessary. This process, even veganism, this entrepreneurial process, all of this is teaching me discipline, it's teaching me self control, and it's teaching me integrity. All of the things you need in life. Right? And my vegan journey continues to teach me this daily. It's more than if I choose to eat a piece of meat or a slice of cake and drink it with some animal milk, right? It's more than is this a fad diet or something popular? It's bigger than being inconvenienced. I'm striving for optimum health. That's my why. Health is more important. Healthy is more than just how much you weigh and what size you wear. It is. That's our slogan here. We have to get past waist cinchers and FAHADs and BBLs. My people are dying. The African-American community have the highest death rate from diabetes, the highest death rate from hypertension, the highest death rate from cancer, all of which can be reversed, can be um, avoided if we just watch what we eat. I have a bigger why here. I want to be the healthiest version of myself. I want to avoid those things. I want to avoid Alzheimer's that has been shown to be linked with certain foods. I refuse to accept what has been passed down to me because as a healthcare professional, I hear it all the time. Well, I I would eat healthy, but you know. High blood pressure running my family. I would try to eat healthy, but I I know I'm, you know, all my, my grandmother, my grandfather, my auntie, my cousin, my sister's cousin, um, they all have diabetes. So I'm going to get it right? I refuse to accept what has been passed down to me genetically, if it is in the form of a chronic disease. I refuse to accept any unhealthy habit that's been passed down to me. I refuse to accept any toxic mindset that has been passed down to me. And I'm gonna go a bit farther and say this, I refuse to pass it on to future future generations. Okay. I am the interruption in my bloodline. I am the breakers of chains, bondages, and generational curses. I am the captain of my ship, and I encourage you to do the same. Dave Dave Ramsey says, Sometimes you have to live like no one else in order to live like no one else. Guys, are you willing to be inconvenienced? Are you willing to put in the work? (laughs) To recap this thing right here, Remember, if you're thinking about veganism, don't let anybody tell you, girl, that's not for Black folk. There are plenty of Black vegans out here. In fact, there's an entire community of us. Just go over to Instagram and, and hashtag of IG, and you can always follow The Cultivated Vegan, okay? <laughs> Actually, the Black community is the fastest growing vegan community out there. So don't feel isolated. There's strength in numbers. Don't feel like you have to do this by yourself. Number two, don't don't forget, you may be running into some ridicule. You may stand out. You may be different. You may have to defend yourself. I mean you don't you never have to defend yourself. They may ask you to defend yourself. But consider this quote Why try to fit in when you were born to stand out? I don't have to do what you're doing. I don't have to look like you. I don't have to be like you. My entire life, I've always stood out. I have never fit in. People have told me that since I have been living in where I live all my life, and I have heard it all my life. When I go someplace with my parents, they cannot believe how many times they hear someone ask me, where are you from, where, where? you, you know, you, you're not from here. I just, I have all, you don't look like you're from here. You don't act like you're from here. You don't dress like you're from here. Like, what, where are you from? I have never fit in, and that's okay. And the third thing, (laughs) you may be inconvenienced during this journey. And guess what? That's okay, too. It's going to teach you self-discipline. It's going to teach you integrity. It's going to teach you self-control. All of the things, all of the things that are needed to succeed and to have a successful life. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for each individual who is listening on today, including myself. Help us along this journey called life as we attempt to make decisions that will impact our lives positively. Father, give us wisdom, courage to make healthier choices with our food, with our family, with our finances, with our friends. Give us strength and fortitude to stand in our convictions when others come against us or challenge our choices. And lastly, Father, provide us with endurance needed to complete this task. Help us see it to the end. Help us to fulfill our destiny, our goals, our visions. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening. I hope you were blessed by today's podcast. Please take the time to subscribe on whichever platform you listen today. And if you happen to be listening on Apple, please rate us five stars. Then hop on over to social media and say hi. We're the Cultivated Vegan Everywhere on Instagram, on Facebook, and yes, even TikTok. Because why? (laughs) Your girl happens to be funny. From my heart to your home, here's wishing peace, love, and wellness to all of the fun-loving, salt-of-the-earth, melanated queens that you are.